Hello and welcome to the Pixel Pitch Podcast, where we are given a year in gaming and one of us pitches a game from that year for the rest of us to play. I am one of your hosts, Al, and I am joined by my other hosts. Now we're both afraid to say it. <laughs> it's okay, it's Frank. You can say it if it's you Frank. want. It's Frank! And Frank. <laughs> and I am also John. And <laughs> <laughs> but it's the typical crew, Al, Falana, Kit. And special guest, Frank. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me back, folks. Anytime. We're very so happy, happy to have, have you, you, Frank. Yeah, we have we have to be inclusive of our senior citizens. What? <laughs> hey, <laughs> speaking to my good, my good. Um, I was trying to think of a headphone brand, but I'm so out of date. I can't think of one. You're, you're good beats by Dre. Beats. That's the one. There we go. There you go. <laughs> oh, another oh, grandpa moment for you. Edit, edit this so that it sounds like I'm smart. <laughs> I will. And with it. I yeah, got yeah. your back. We, Don't worry about it. All right. Listen, he, he's the one in charge. We got to make sure. That's right. <laughs> I'll tell you what. The game I have picked for this year of 1980, it it is really hitting me how young I am and how different technology is so the game i picked is mystery house it's a it's the very first adventure game to ever have graphics so it's a it's your bog standard uh you go into a house you are in the house with a murderer you have to find out who the murderer is but i'll tell you what this is the very first game ever made by what would later become uh, Sierra Games, like one of the wow. most influential like adventure Ooh. game companies ever. And it's actually a really interesting story of how it sort of came to be, because it started with the absolute power couple of uh, Roberta and Ken Williams, this just nice random computer programmer and his wife basically she was a housewife and she just was hanging out at home playing text only games was just messing around with her apple too and decided okay i want to make one but i want it to have pictures so keep in mind computer mice were not a thing yet you had joysticks, you had trackballs, and the keyboard, and that was it. Oh. This is on an app. Yeah, this is on an Ooh. Apple II. What they had to do is use something called a Versa Writer. If you look up a picture of this, it is just a square with a funny little arm on it, and you stick your pencil in the funny little arm to like drag it around so that the computer can copy what the movements are. Jesus. There, yeah, that there were not so mice. Cool. Right? That is so cool, though. <laughs> I'm going to share a picture with the class. This game was legendary. Oh, you I'm know this one? It very much is. I do Ooh. know it, yeah. It was, it was on my short list. Uh, that I just thought up a few seconds a seconds ago when we talked about 1980. <laughs> ah, but yes, very nice, very nice. Wow. And so because 
Roberta's husband, Ken, was a computer programmer. Roberta did all of the, the writing and the art for it. And he did all of the back-end programming. And you know what is even crazier? This game was sold via mail-in from an advertisement on a magazine. And what you received was a five and a quarter inch floppy disk in a Ziploc bag with photocopied instructions. <laughs> that sounds cost... so sketchy. <laughs> I love this that. sounds like some like <laughs> dragon magazine level stuff where you would just get like the, the adventures on like printout paper. Like it's, am I wrong in this Frank? Correct me if I, <laughs> this, um, there was a time where, and this is my favorite part about doing a year like this, 1980, they are throwing whatever it takes against the wall to see what sticks. There's so much money to be had that, and, and everything was just brand spanking new that you can try crazy things and it might work. Uh, one of the games I was thinking about doing, it wasn't even really a game, but like you got instructions on how to run it by listening into a radio show, an actual radio show with a cassette recorder and recording it. Oh, like, this stuff oh, isn't wow. like this is amazing, and it's exactly the fun thing about playing, uh, talking about games from this period. Yeah, Mystery House is bonkers and so innovative. I'm so glad we're gonna get a chance to play it. You know I'm what? Really else is crazy. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm excited because like I've I've never played like a, a proper adventure game before, so to kind of basically go through one of the progenitors, uh, like that feels really cool. Like start from the beginning, if it were as it were. Oh yeah, I, Roberta Williams is known as the queen of adventure games. Like <laughs> she is it. And I do love me a good adventure game, so I'm glad that one of us picked something that's in this vein because I I am not familiar with this or with you know this early an era of it, but I'm looking forward to getting a little education. And you know what else is crazy about it? People would call Roberta Williams's house, her house phone to get hints on how to solve mystery house. <laughs> <laughs> this woman had so two cool. children. Could you imagine? I mean, in today, I mean, I guess it does kind of happen. Like doxing is, is unfortunately a thing, but like, I, I can't imagine what that would be like for that to just like call up Shigeru Miyamoto and be like, listen, I'm stuck <laughs> in Breath of the Wild, right? Could you like, you know, tell me how I'm supposed to like launch the rock this way? It would hang <laughs> up on you. <laughs> oh man. Like this sounds like, I'm, yeah, I'm fascinated by this. And like, no, I, yeah. I, I'm sure it's going to be, weird to try and figure out how we're going to get to play it because obviously we're not all going to be able to get this giant clipboard thing with like uh it looks like a, an architect's easel on it no 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 ow 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 they have m computer mice now <laughs> yeah yeah they they invented them eventually it was invented eventually yes. well, I, I got it. modern technology yeah. <laughs> i got it but i would just say it's like obviously we're not gonna be playing it as you don't have to call her home intended. number there's there's gonna be a walkthrough so that you can 
you can do this. So actually, I, I wonder, kind of related to the way that was, because uh, I, I have old tablets. Al, I'm sure you can have access to a tablet through yeah. your partner. Yep. I wonder if that could be part of making this an authentic experience using a tablet, oh, uh, a touch tablet as your mouse. I, I, I have to imagine <laughs> there's been a port like that somewhere. We'll find out. We like we have yeah. time. We'll, we'll look into it. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we'll come back and report, like, are we yeah. going to try and do this as authentically as possible and then give up because that sounds really difficult? <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, I think you can find it for free. So oh. okay. All it right. should be easy peasy. Wow. I'm, I'm At least on that end. Dang, I'm, I'm, this is one of the ones I'm, I was, I'm with Frank. I'm like, yes. All right. So glad someone said this. Yeah. All right, we'll meet back here and we'll report back all of our feelings on the mystery house. Apologies, listening audience. This has probably been the longest break we've had from pitch uh, to play we've ever done. Uh, But yeah, we'll refund you whatever money that you didn't give us. Uh, (laughs) But we're all back. I spent most of the time. I spent most of that time in the mystery house, <laughs> locked against my will. Really? Because I spent most of my time on the front porch. Uh. Oh, same. <laughs> All I, I right. Will admit, so I I got stuck in the forest for quite a while. Oh no! <laughs> and if you're okay. listening to this, you you know we're talking about an adventure game. Oh, these this is an adventure game nightmare. with a capital A adventure like Mm. like it really is this kind of like i've never played a game quite like this before and i full disclosure i probably won't again but (laughs) 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 unless Unless we we do do another another one one. which we might do we might do we might do but wow this was this was different guys (laughs) okay so how many of us had to use a walkthrough I actually embraced something that I embraced uh, because as we've known from previous episodes, I am a big fan of survival horror games, uh, but I famously never played the first Silent Hill or the original Resident Evil until much later in life. And in both of those cases, I would use, uh, use kind of a cheat sheet. I would have a walkthrough up to just kind of, if I got real stuck, I would glance at it and go, oh, shoot, and then go from there. So I did that. A little bit with this <laughs> i use that technique I, uh, I did basically the same thing except for like at the very very beginning of the game just getting onto the porch was an issue so this is one of those text-based adventure games if anybody doesn't know you have to type in mm-hmm. a, a verb and a noun right so the computer knows what you're trying to do. So I did, okay. Walk forward, go, open door. No, nothing. Okay, tell me what to do, walk through. <laughs> when you need a walk through to get in through the door in the beginning <laughs> of the game. the front door. That tells you exactly what year of text adventure yeah. we were like, at. I was able to do yeah. the the porch like i got i like upstairs i like that 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 i got because thankfully the instructions were a little bit helpful with that like as what words you should pick here are some things to to get so that you know what you're doing like oh okay cool 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 Mm -hmm. um 
But as soon as I got to the door, I had open door and then I had to walk through the door and I couldn't figure out the right combination of words to get through the dang door. I was sitting there for like 20 minutes, 25 minutes, just like, <laughs> what What words do you want from me? Make door. Please that, door. I got, I got, I got to the fire and that was the point that I was like, how am I not? Because I kept, uh, I think it was, I kept saying poor pitcher, use pitcher, and that didn't work. And you only have like one try and then you die. Yeah, and yeah. I felt I felt like it was saying you die with a little smiley face at me each time. <laughs> I felt taunted by this game. It didn't, but in my heart, I knew if this were made today, it would have done that. So for uh, for me, so for me, like I have, I think I think we may have brushed upon this in our intro. I have a little bit more experience with text adventures from back in the day, and I went in this like I go right. I hit play. This is a game that's kind of legendary. Um, almost to the level of creepypasta, early creepypasta, BBS creepypasta. Like I knew a lot about this game, but I don't think I ever played it because I never had access to an Apple. Um, so I, I thought I knew what to play and I went to play right away. And I got actually with some tr- work through the door to get in and see all those people. By the way, initial <laughs> graphics, terrifying. All those oh. stick figures <laughs> smiling at you. I, yeah. I didn't even notice the note there at first made it into, I don't remember what room I made it into. I think the library right away. And I was wandering around and I'm like, I got the note in the library. I knew this was going to be a treasure hunt because again, I did no research for this. I didn't, I didn't actually go through the instructions. I didn't even notice that it said type I for instructions. Oh, you didn't read the instructions? I didn't read the instructions. So I kept going in the library for a while. And I thought it was a treasure hunt until I found my first body. And then oh, I'm like, what? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you clearly did hunt, not type in the but... the, the uh, command "look people." No, because when I did that, it specifically like calls you out on it. Like the game gets smarmy. It just says the people were explained at the beginning of the game. Yeah, uh, yeah, wow. I got that too. <laughs> I, I didn't get that. I, yeah, I, so like, I did. There in the instructions, they actually like hinted like kill so and so. Like that was a command. So I thought maybe you could like mess with the game in like a weird way and like, oh, if I walk in, maybe I can be the killer and just like kill Sam. It's like, I don't understand what you're asking. Like, oh, OK, so I can't do that. Like, the This is four players who've been um, spoiled by like modern games that kind of <laughs> mimic the retro style because this yeah. isn't one of those games where it's like oh you don't get it the game starts playing you after a while but i thought it was i thought falana had tricked <laughs> us somehow into playing yeah. a modern game that was released that you know air quotes released in 1980 and then in reality now this is going to be a horror thing and then i for some, i got lost in the syntax because we should talk about the syntax being really hard and I restarted yeah. it, and then I typed I, and I'm like, "Oh, this this is on its surface a murder mystery. Never mind." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's just yeah. clue. It's clue. Don't worry about it. So I, after getting killed, I think a couple times by the fire, I was like, "Enough! I needed yeah. a walkthrough," yeah. and I and I went through the walkthrough. <laughs> yeah, which is still interesting in a way. Like one of the things I I kept trying to do, and I guess this is just me trying to mess with the game, is like I had matches. There's a stove. There's gotta be a way I can blow myself up. <laughs> I got caught on the stove too. I was like, these have to be for the stove. Until I ended up finding the candle, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess yeah. that's it. 
There's nothing with yeah, the stove. Yeah, nothing with the stove. I thought, like, I just got, like, oh, man, I guess there's nothing for that. You could move the cabinet, which I was like, what? Okay. Um, like, yeah. You had to you move did. the cabinet. Like, I, I would not I would not have assumed that. And how though. are no, you, you even supposed to know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think, like, listening to this podcast and never play the game, people are already like, what? And this is exactly the type of thing, I think, the water cooler conversations that made people want to go out and buy this game. So uh, maybe like a little history of the game itself and how people played this in 1980. Because I I don't get it. The thing the thing to me that is incredible and thank you, Wikipedia, for the conversion rate. I saw that in 1980, this game was twenty four ninety five for right. what you know what like once once I got in the groove and I beat it, I was like, I'm a speed run this now that I know what I'm doing and it you can you can crack through this and with loading screens about yeah. ten minutes if even that equates to eighty two dollars nowadays. Yeah. That's and keep nuts. in mind this is a game that was made by a housewife and her husband Mm-hmm. Just futzing around with their computers. Uh, they advertised this game in a computer magazine, printed it out on a floppy disk, mailed it to you in a Ziploc bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so early Silk Road drug deals. <laughs> and it was when, before they started, you know, becoming a, a bigger business as just a hobby project. They did that 10,000 times. They sold 10,000 copies of this through mail order. So the Williams are legends, legendary game designers. And Sierra Online, and I think this this probably predated it by like a little bit, but like the company is the very first Sierra Online game. Like the first one started the entire company. And you know what? Like, I don't know how to explain this to people. To like to people who have the advantage of the internet, uh, which obviously everyone listening does, because it, not having ready answers to these mysteries made this game almost impossible. This was like a riddle that could not be solved. In fact, I, I Falana, I think you mentioned it at least in pre-production. There was like a phone number you could call, right? To get more information on the instruction sheet in the Ziploc bag with the floppy disk is just Roberta Williams's phone number. You can just call her house to ask questions about the game. It's a woman (laughs) with children. This is it's a it's a such a period, such an amazing period where we were just throwing things against the wall to see what would work and building it. They're building the road while they're yeah, could you driving imagine on it. today if and, like Hideo Kojima like left his phone number in Death Stranding and was like, Hey, if you're running any problems, give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't I, even I can't even really think of what would the equivalent for today be. Partially because we're not like really inventing whole new genres of media consumption today, maybe not. I don't know. Um but like it, that it's weird it, it's absolutely like how would you figure this out and I, so here's my brief story uh in the 90s i think maybe 90s probably the 90s my father uh bought me a wang computer um let's th- th- let that sink in a wang computer do you I know no remember the brand wang is. No, this is uh like it was an office pc i guess um 
maybe an IBM clone, whatever. Uh, I could not tell you the specs. There was no graphic card, nothing, nothing. It was a really crappy computer. I think he spent 75 bucks on it. So like, and this was at a time when computers would easily retail around like three, four, five thousand dollars, yeah. right? Just a regular, you know, yeah. somewhat decent. My first real computer was a Gateway two thousand, and it had an Intel Pentium chip, and it was about I think three or four grand, uh, and that was ridiculous, right? So, but the one I technically got beforehand, the not real computer was basically a word processor. It was a Wang computer. I could do nothing on it. My dad had no idea what it was. He just kind of knew I wanted a computer, could play no nothing, do nothing at all with it, except it had preloaded on it, I believe, Zork. Uh, I believe it was either Zork or Colossal Cave. And that's a text adventure. And in the box of a bunch of office equipment and office software, all on floppy, actually floppy disks, five and a half, five inch disks, there was a handwritten map of whatever adventure game this was. Somebody in their office was playing this game and trying to decode it like it was the Da Vinci Code or something, probably a little bit more eyebrow. He was drawing, or they, I should say, they were drawing the map out, putting down little handwritten notes. And I was using that paper map because I wasn't on the Internet. I didn't have a computer and this thing definitely didn't have a modem and using it to try to figure out it was like i was looking for a body within a cave like i was looking through someone's last like like their 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 last known photos and their their i, I was a detective following whoever owned this wang computer before me and trying to find out where they ended up oh you got that, gifted a treasure map dude yes <laughs> and it's like and that must be how people p- played this game like you had to push things move around die endlessly trying to figure it out calling roberta at home Uh, (laughs) maybe going on message boards or some early version of that and trying to piece things together but like it must have been surreal to play because i actually i think that was uh advice given to you in the instructions was if you get lost uh, contact your local like al- Apple message board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was after it was released into public domain. They they yeah. basically said, well, don't call us anymore. <laughs> now there's a, there's an early internet, go on that and try to figure it out yourselves. Wow. Yeah. So it's surreal. Uh, the gameplay is awful, but I think it almost maybe was better when you couldn't get immediate gratification. Right, you couldn't solve that. I mean, yeah, it even says up. in the beginning, yeah. like get ready to play something—a game where, like, you know, even moving in one direction or another might take you hours to days to figure out. And like that was that was just how the game was played, and it, it kind of preps you for that. Like that was how the the journey was figuring out how to play it, if that makes any sense. That was the game. Yeah, and that's what's so strange and surreal about it. I will say, though, I had a great time just making the computer say funny things. Like, I don't know how to slap something. (laughs) Yeah, I tried using that bathroom. I tried using that toilet (laughs) a lot. And I'm surprised. I I apparently will die of lack of ability to use basic bodily functions. (laughs) Don't don't swear, though. It'll immediately say you're done. Um, Like, if you're... 
If, <laughs> oh, I didn't even. If oh, you're no. ever like frustrated, <laughs> f this or whatever, it just stops. Like you have to restart. Like you, it's wait, it's, does the game turn it off? It stops on whatever. Wow. Uh, screen if you're you swear? on, and it just is like, all right, that's how it's gonna be. Then we're done. Like I'm like, oh okay. That's wow. <laughs> so weird and so great. That's Man. awesome. See, and that's it's that little things like that that I think, especially in a you know, metagame kind of world. Yeah. That things like that. I'm like more people that want to make faux creepypasta games that want to make games that kind of play with your mind. This wasn't even trying to play with your mind. This was just clever. And it got me, it got me in things like that. Look to this kids. (laughs) Take inspiration. And it has a very rudimentary kind of, style to it like you walk in there and there's like we were talking about before when we you walk in that room and there's like the number of stick figures and it's very creepy but like as you go along and you find like stick figures you know essentially dead throughout the house (laughs) with like bumps on their head or every time it just says there is a dead body here yeah okay all right And all of the people look like the way South Park depicts Canadians. So <laughs> sad little people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's great because like you could, it's one of those things. And I think Al Kent and I talked about this maybe in another podcast about surreal horror long ago. Yes. Right. Yeah. There's there's a thing where your mind fills in the blanks and makes something creepier than it actually is intended. Yeah. <laughs> so if you listen to something like the Williams talk about why they designed things the way they did or why they look, it looked, there was a limit to the graphics. You couldn't draw a person. So there were stick figures, but the fact that, or the, the notes look like a crazy person wrote them. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not yeah. 100% sure that was intentional. I think it was maybe partially intentional, but think- a lot of it was like, okay, this is how we draw lines. That's what it's going to look like. Because from what I understand, and I, I may have misunderstood this um, from just a little bit of research I've done on the thing that they used to draw, the rudimentary tablet, you essentially did a line and then had to hit a button so it recorded it, and then you did another line. So I, that's going to make it look way more cracked out than you probably intended to be. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not sure if this is correct, but I think the original tablet was for like architectural drafting so it's mostly made for just you know straight line straight line that sort of thing and that's just she managed to draw little people with it yeah and the house looks pretty good which is which makes the the things that don't look good even more creepy because like you could do things (laughs) right the architecture stuff but then when you try to write a note it's like trying to write a a ransom note on an etch a sketch. Don't ask me how I know that. <laughs> no, it's very etch a sketch. Like yeah. those trees as well. Those trees are terrifying when grouped oh, together, yeah. like they were yeah. in the one panel of forest. And there's no change, and you have no idea. I would have never gotten out of that forest. I would have never gotten out of that forest if it weren't for a walkthrough. So I wonder how many people in the 80s died in that forest just because they went too far. And yeah, yeah, they just got lost in the woods. We've got another four seasons of Stranger Things. If the Duffer Brothers want to listen to this podcast, <laughs> all about this yeah, game. Yeah. go here, go to this. Yeah. <laughs> and I will say, some of the details that they do include can make it even creepier. Where 
like I think it was the chef Bill. They specified yeah. that he got strangled with pantyhose. Yeah, that was, was so like, weird. That got dark. Yeah. Meanwhile, the first body you find, he just got bludgeoned, right? And he's... he just has like a little drawn bump on his head with a little line sticking out of it. Like, oh no, he's got a big owie. <laughs> a typical, typical murder, you know, in a in a creepy house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But if you curse, something about that chef. It's it. It looks super cartoony. But when you hear, like, I have to imagine, like, that was kind of like an evidence hint. Like, he was strangled with pantyhose. The killer is a woman. It's like, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have initially (laughs) thought that now. Now I just, like, you know, they killed him up a time of convenience, like, whatever the heck's nearby, or it's just creepy imagery. Um, But I, I guess maybe in their in their mind when they were writing it that was just like ah you don't think like penny is a woman's yeah. thing yeah and then you get the by the time you get towards the end with a plumber in the basement and there's a there's a flower in his hand did yeah. you notice that and it's the it's a daisy and yeah yeah daisy. yeah which, daisy. and that is i think a pretty interesting clue although it doesn't really help you solve anything just no. tells you the really... name of the person no. it does not like you do anything about it uh, but then other things is like, just move the cabinet. Trust me, there's a secret door somewhere that you could get to eventually. Or like, yeah. or even as something as simple as the fire. You just, how do you not burn to death? There's no, there's no clues about that. You just have to be like, I, I got to pick the right way to not burn to death here. Yeah, like the fact that poor pitcher did not work like use the like pour the pitcher out after you filled it did not work upset me so much like i'm like but it's close it counts it the water would be on the fire that really got me too and especially uh. because like it took it as um like if it didn't understand what you were saying maybe don't count it as a move uh, like i'm sitting there right. and he's just trying to visualize what your person is doing standing there there's a fire burning around you you're carrying a pitcher of water and you're like oh what do i do with this <laughs> what do I as you're do? Lighting you're just, like fire, putting the yeah. pitcher up and down slowly like put pitcher yeah just placing the pitcher right side up by the fire as the water boils yeah. you're like no that's not gonna help <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, I kept on having to restart the game because like all of the lights kept going out and I'm like, "Oh no, what are we what am I even supposed to do? I can't see anything." Um, start over. Yeah. Yeah. Lo and behold, it's the matches in like which I couldn't even tell were matches in the ca- in the cabinet to start with. I was like, "Take it." Like I was like, "Take." And like like I couldn't read what it was, so I kept like just just take whatever it is. Uh, and yeah. I, I, oh, it's matches. Okay, so take matches. Got it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't figure out that the candles were candles. I tried yeah. putting like, oh, look, table. What's what's on there? Tell me what that's supposed to be, Roberta. Yeah. The amount of time the game just goes, nothing interesting. I'm like, but there's something on it. Give me a hint. Yeah, tell me the it? item names. Because <laughs> yeah, in some that... areas, it would tell you what it was if you said mm-hmm. the right thing. But in other areas, absolutely not. <laughs> And the more important it was, it wouldn't tell you. So, yeah, this is early enough in text adventure where, like, they have not figured out how to make a comfortable syntax so that you're playing it and enjoying it. I, I don't I don't I did not find this enjoyable. Like, I like it cerebral. I like the 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 moment in time this was. But it wasn't fun because, like, I don't want to not be able to solve this mystery because I didn't use the syntax that you wanted me to use. Yeah. That doesn't seem like it would be fun. 
right. would say it's archivally interesting if that yeah. makes any sense yeah like i think it's an important part of gaming history especially depending on what genres you you enjoy and things that have have benefited from this game existing but right. boy this is not a game uh for everybody no. so if you consider i don't know uh if you or you're familiar with it but the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy has like a legendary text adventure game oh that uh, one is one where it it very much does it is legendarily difficult and it straight up makes fun of you it is beautiful. yes yeah i heard and that it's, it's all intentional it's all like playing with the the weird language issues that text adventures have um and making fun of it because that's a big part of the 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 book as as well it's a it's a sci-fi comedy that kind of enjoys language and playing with it so that game came out in 1984 four years after this game uh and this game kind of came out because there were so few text uh graphic adventures that the williams really enjoyed that they decided to make their own so uh think about how much like how impactful the, this genre of game had to have been so that by 1980 it was the first graphic one or one of the early graphic adventure games and then four years later there's a ton of other text games some of them have graphics and one of them intentionally makes fun of the syntax issues that the games all seem to have that's a, <laughs> that's an amazing amount of development for four years in gaming yeah, yeah. But what I find also interesting is that this sort of obtuse logic really sort of followed Sierra its entire life. Like, there's a reason oh, yeah. why the, the, the term Sierra logic was coined, <laughs> because sometimes you need to use a banana cream pie to take out a Yeti. Uh, right. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I'll yeah. tell you what. Have you have you guys ever played um, the point and click escape the room flash games as a kid? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. It's, it's very much that kind of logic, too, where it's just, okay, you just poke around, just try everything. Good it's luck. It's definitely, if it makes yeah. sense retroactively, sort of, if it's somewhat amusing retroactively, then it's fine. It's fair game, which isn't like what I would consider a satisfying riddle, right? Or a puzzle. Yeah. I, I, I find that annoying. Uh, but yeah, you just press the button until something happens and then you find it. Uh, but you know, I don't know the people who, the people who made them do this 10,000 times copy these, <laughs> these floppies obviously enjoy the game and who paid roughly almost $90 or so, yeah. uh, 80 something dollars in 1980s money to get this game. Yeah. Oh, to get, it... to get their own Ziploc bag, floppy disc. <laughs> adventure game yes there was definitely peyote in that bag (laughs) (laughs) that's the part they can't tell you about these yeah the 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 statue of limitations hasn't (laughs) until until peyote becomes legal across this country this really had to have been like because you you play this and there's no there isn't a mystery quote unquote as to who the the killer is because like you don't find evidence or whatever you just suddenly like you know people but, die but wait you, you do you, yeah, do. you find evidence you just can't do anything about it yeah there's nothing you can't say like early on if you guess daisy it's not like it changes anything yeah right yeah. so you're just like oh okay it's I just think for it's your daisy. own satisfaction to right. figure it out but but what's but it had to have been 
way more compelling if you just get to the one body, you know the list of characters, and like even having nothing to go on, I'm sure people were sitting there being like, my money's on so-and-so, or no, it's going to be Sam, 110%, I bet it's going to be Sam. Um even though Sam is one of the first bodies you come across. But. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's got some, some truther out there, some Sam truther. No. Uh, yeah. Early, <laughs> early ham radio operators, which I assume is what would eventually evolve into podcasters. They would go on their basements and turn on their ham radios and, and talk about it well into the night. Yeah. But it's, it's, it was a different time. And I, I'm going to be honest in saying, I don't know if this worked exactly as a window into that time because uh, because of a the information being so readily available that I wanted it and sensibilities just being so different at this time at at our current time. I don't know if I got myself in the mindset of a person back in 1980 coming across this Vigi game and willing to spend hours figuring out how to go forward. Um, cause yeah. I, I, I lost it after 25. I was like, I'm not doing this. Uh, I'm not sitting. I like, I, uh, there are tools for this. I, I don't have to, you know, Kogar <laughs> doesn't have to make food with rocks. I can go and order from McDonald's. Um, yeah. <laughs> you have to be a special kind of person to be like, force yourself to exp- and, and sometimes that's not even something you can control because like, also you'd have to be hungry for adventure games and yeah. curious about what a graphic adventure game would look like. And that you can't, you know, you can't unlive your life to play, to do this. Um, we at Nonpro are trying to build a drug that will allow you to do that <laughs> just so we can have better shows and podcasts from people. Give them a, a special severance drug that will make them not remember any of their gaming history and then force and them to the podcast. Per- we will perhaps send it to you personally in Ziploc bags Ziploc for a bags. cool fee of uh, $82. The hardest it in a physical form. Yes. And at the very end of the game, you'll get called a guru wizard. That was that was the best part. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, that really that really made it worth it for me. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I actually like. uh, I recommend this game for everyone. Kind of like if if you're feeling frustrated with, uh, try and get to answers as best you can. Uh, find a walkthrough for like just when commands become too obscure and it's it's 10 minutes of your life you know like it's you know you you've wasted far more uh of your time doing less important things <laughs> it feels pointed yeah and, and, and angry <laughs> okay. uh, i i think the way you would play this game to enjoy it and kind of relive it but not be an idiot and ruin your your day or your week or whatever yeah. is play it give yourself like a minute, two minutes, whatever you find is reasonable, maybe five minutes at max per frustrating decision. And then if you can't get out of it, then go to, especially if it's like a syntax thing or like, I can't figure out how to do it. But if you just find yourself mysteriously dying over and over and over again, after playing it for a few hours, yeah, just, just check out a walkthrough. It's, it's, I don't know. And you can, you can just have the walkthrough sit next to you and just glance over and see, you know, because the walkthrough I found specifically, it had in all caps the phrases they suggested. And I would just glance over and just kind of like skim just the words and be like, ooh, that looks like that would fill in this blank. Mm-hmm. And then I would use that and then kind of try to go the next chunk without needing to look. 
And I feel like that that helped me still feel like I was engaging in the game, but not enough that I was getting frustrated. Right. So I'm curious what takeaway on this. Like, do we feel like we we all kind of said like it's worth an experience, but like I, I will be the first one to say I didn't enjoy this. This was actually one of the first times I could I could say I, we walked into a game. I'm glad I've played it, but unlike with like Tony Hawk where I walked away like this wasn't for me, but I I still see where the fun was and this was all, you know, hey, Mr. Hawk. Um this was very much a, like oh man, I never want to go near something like this again. Uh, this, was, <laughs> this was miserable. uh i think i i would say i think i'm in the same kind of boat i did not mind wasting my time on this and i'm grateful because it's kind of helped me realize a new piece in what ended up being inspiration for like the adventure horror genre uh the survival horror genre like i feel like i can see how this inspired a couple of other games that eventually worked its way up into the bigger uh, genre, and I think this has uh, got me interested in looking at more of these text-based adventures. But I probably won't play this again myself. Right. I don't know. I had a good time typing the phrase "go whole" several times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't undervalue that. Yeah. So there's a couple of things like like go door, go whole. It just you, you feel you get a good chuckle these days laughing at that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I'm with Falana. I I were I do enjoy the experience of goofing around with a game like this. Uh, but I a big part of that, and, and possibly why maybe Al is the most on the spectrum of I didn't like this, and I why do we like I hated this, but I'm glad we did it. <laughs> I think it's because maybe you Al tried hardest like you were like i'm gonna legitimately try to play this game for the longest and i kind of knew right off the bat because i know this syntax problem i know that after beating my head against the wall for an hour i'm gonna realize it's go door not open door or it's not go through door or or north or whatever it is and that's not gonna be enjoyable for me so rather than make me go through all that i'm just gonna look it up and figure it out that way yeah. and because i didn't do that i didn't like i didn't hate it as much so if you're listening to this podcast and are curious about trying it although i guess we did spoil who it was doesn't matter because yeah. you can't do anything about it yeah. um <laughs> then you know you could you can play it just don't make yourself live as if you're in the 80s you're you're not gonna you're not gonna get the same level of perverse joy that those early 10,000, those 10,000 early adopters did in calling Roberta at four in the morning asking for <laughs> clues. Because <laughs> there must have been some joy in just the discovery of how to get it to do the thing. Yeah. Like, I have to yeah. imagine that was part of the appeal. Right. And I, I, I will say. Get... Go ahead. I will say I enjoyed that up until the poor picture point. And that frustrated me so much that that was that was my breaking point. So yeah, yeah. Me too. I Same. did I did Same very point. well until I got there, and then that broke me. And I was like, I no longer want the feeling of being a Chad figuring out this syntax. I'm fine <laughs> cheating with the walkthrough a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was a real sense of joy there, though, when like you typed something in and it did actually make the picture change on the screen. Yeah, like you open up the chest and the chest is open. 
oh my yeah. gosh, I actually did something. Now imagine you've never really seen that happen before. Like you've never seen a screen change in a way like that. That yeah. must have been much heightened yeah. for, the, for the time. And of course, you know, I, I, I've seen so many interviews now, I think, uh, from the Williams that like just playing with their early like love child. That sounds awful. Uh, don't fix it. In post. It's fine. <laughs> playing with their early love child kind of felt good because these people are dorks. They're complete dorks. Like, I, I it, it's great. You just look up. I think there's a there's a documentary on Netflix about early video games that that has a decent amount of interviews with them, and it's a lot of fun. All right, guys. Well, there's a there's a, a place to go and uh, play this for free if you want to check it out. Where is that, Falana? Um, it had. It will be on the Internet Archive. Internet Archive? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Uh, thank you all for coming in here and, like, you know, solving this mystery together that really didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> if you take anything from this, it doesn't matter. Pulp the walkthrough. Open yeah. it up. It's free. Just, just go. Go, click, through, click through it. Type some yeah. goofy words. There's a telescope words. in the pine tree. Don't worry about it. Yep. And, and yeah, that I never did... paid off, did it? Wait, no, no it, was a, kind, it was yeah, a it was a trap yeah, door. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> I will. I guess one one little thing. I mean, potential spoilers for this game from forty two years ago. Uh, there was something so delightful about opening that chest and finding that gun. Like that mm-hmm. looked like one of the best drawn things in the game. Something about that, I was like, yeah, oh, I get to shoot something in this game. Best. <laughs> best game that did that took it from maybe a six for me to an easy nine wow (laughs) (laughs) he was so frustrated just Just shooting anything just something about shooting something in this particular game i was like that's great you only get to do it once so better count it (laughs) because that right after right after i shot daisy i was like and then i ran into the gravekeeper i was like oh my god imagine if for some reason i had doubts in my mind and you found the gun but then you like backtracked and you found the gravekeeper and you're like well he's the only live person and shot him instead i now have an alternate path i have to look at (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah and if any of these paths ended in anything other than you dying mysteriously i think yeah. maybe that would be more fun but yeah it is what it is and i'm yeah. glad it exists yeah and you could go play it yeah go explore the mystery house yourself go have fun all right uh thank you guys for coming into the show once again thank you frank for guesting on our show and uh hey. all of you out there in listener land good night everybody good night good night everybody I mean, technically, that's a podcast. So there you go. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.